Welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. This is Live in the Castro with Haley Adams, and we are going to always have fun on these Wednesday nights. It's uh, once a month when we uh, we beam in with Haley, and it's going to be great. So um, I'm not sure where you're beaming in from. It could be the Facebook, uh, the YouTube. You might be listening to the podcast replay, but the best way to catch up with a list of all of the events that are coming up are going to be on the community. It's community.reinventingthetattoo.com or you can go to either of the app stores, pick your poison, Google, Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo, give it a download. And um, yeah, the, the YouTube channel, the podcast and the app are all relatively new. Reinventing has been around forever, but these are new channels. So please give them kind reviews. And you can send us all your constructive criticism anytime, management at Reinventing the Tattoo. But um, yeah, so uh, if you go to those uh, that the community, click on events, you will see the upcoming schedule of all of these events so you can join in live. We always love to read the comments. And if you have great intelligent questions, then you might even have them asked. Um, let's see. Uh, the on-demand uh, replays can be found both on the YouTube channels and on the podcast. Um, you could also catch the Live in the Castro podcast if you do a search in Spotify or the Apple Store. Then they have their own podcast. It's pretty awesome. They got them up pretty quick, too. It's great. And uh, let's see. Goodie bags. We have some really awesome goodie bags that are now actually going out, and you will get an email when they get shipped. Uh, if you go to reinventingthetattoo.com slash equinox, then you get a link. And actually, we can see it in the background here. It's uh, Android Jones doing some crazy visuals. Uh, Aja Lu does live, or he, it was live at the time. Now it's a replay, but he did uh, a live music to it. It was It's pretty awesome. And if you have a squirmy client, uh, you put them in front of this on their phone with their headphones, and then all of a sudden they relax for an hour and a half. And then when it's done, then you have to figure something else out. Anyways, uh, what you want if you're a tattooer is the goodie bag because you'll get Cheyenne cartridges. You'll get uh, inks care of uh, rawpigments.co and some other goodies. I think a discount off of reinventing if you're interested in that. Anyways, uh, reinventingthetattoo.com slash equinox. You get a link. You watch this. You don't even have to watch it. You just get the watch page. You scroll down. Uh, you send in your address, and then we'll send you out the awesome goodie bags. Uh, let's see. Upcoming professional development. We have uh, every week, we have 9 o'clock on Monday nights, a Reinventing the Tattoo subscriber uh, uh, exercise. So Guy has a series of exercises that everybody goes through. It, he pulls them from different themes from the Reinventing the Tattoo Canon, which was like the, the was the binder, then it turned into the book and the DVDs. Now it's this massive online course with tons of webinars that Guy edits and like puts arrows and all sorts of great explanations, as well as these Monday exercises. Uh, again, they all lead up, so they'll do a bunch of lighting exercises and then have final projects. If you want to have your artwork critiqued by Guy, then it would be great to subscribe. Uh, it's kind of like uh, an art dojo. They're doing like exercises every week, sometimes more than more than once. They they do these other these other exercises. Okay, uh, let's see. So that's the uh, courses .com to check out Guy's uh, Canon and become one of the paying subscribers. 
And um, there's actually subscriber meetings that happen at some of these conventions that we'll be talking about. Uh, let's see, at, course, at that same courses.reinventingthetattoo, there's the Reinventing the Tattoo business, there, which is, uh, has live webinars that, that I'm leading. Andre Malcolm is doing a Koi sleeve design coming up May 18th. The replays are pretty awesome. It's two hours of Andre doing Q&A while he does a Koi design. If you are drawing along, then you can get your Koi design critiqued. Uh, BJ Betts has a replay up. Bob Terrell's got an 11 hour webinar replay up. It's pretty cool. So let's see what else we have. Uh, weekly events that we do in the Reinventing the Community that are Free thanks to our sponsors, the Reinventing Drawing Groups. If you are doing your tattoo homework either on Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern or Monday mornings, 9 o'clock Eastern, then you could join us. And the Zoom links are in that community link. Uh, we have people from all around the world beaming in, talking about tattoo homework, talking about tattoos. We have different topics. It's pretty awesome. It really is. Uh, we've been doing this twice a week for like, you know, five or six months. And it actually is still exciting. It seems like there's always something to talk about. Go figure. The world is interesting. Um, okay, every Thursdays at noon, we have the Tattoo Collecting Podcast with Fawn Baker and Jordan Rookus. They're interviewing tattoo collectors, often tattooers, but uh, a pretty awesome set of people. And every time that they send us their pictures, it's always these, these crazy, amazing tattoos. And it's like two hours. Often Fawn's doing tours of Red Tree. That's every noon on Thursday. Um, the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. Um, okay. I think up next is we will be, oh, chatting about our real world events. Um, actually, uh, if this is working for you now, if you're watching this live, please let us know in the chat room where you're beaming in from. And yeah, share it around because uh, we still have a little bit more in the introduction, not too much, another minute or two, so that this is beaming out amongst all of the right places. It seems seems like it is. Um, I apologize. I'm, I'm doing tech and hosting at the same time. Not trivial. Um, okay. So real world events. This is great. Um, it seems like the vaccinations are going around. People are traveling a little bit. I, we have uh, Jiminy Peak Mountain Resort uh, rented for October 3rd to the 6th. It is actually a Sunday to a Wednesday. It is the Paradise BYOB. Uh, bring your own uh, booze, brains, brushes, uh, beets, bud, uh, I don't know, berries if you're a vegan. Basically, we're going to get a lot of people together and we'll be sharing. We'll be doing a lot of streaming like this. All of the, not all of the shows, but a lot of the shows will be streaming. Uh, Bob Terrell is going to come up to do a seminar. Thea Duskin's coming out to do a seminar. Uh, yeah, it'll be a, a lot of fun and we are getting it all kind of together as we speak. Um, so that's October 3 to the 6 uh, at Jimmy Peak Mountain Resort. There's only 100 rooms available. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're not trying to pack the place, so you can definitely beam in. On the other hand, you might want to snag one of those rooms because they're going to go quick and it's going to be a fun time. Okay, November 12th to the 14th, we're headed to the Brussels Tattoo Convention. Um, thank you to Kim for, for having Reinventing Over. We'll be doing seminars. Uh, Ivana will be doing a seminar. Nick Baxter will be doing a seminar. I'll be doing a seminar. We'll be beaming in with the Reinventing Community for a drink and draw or some sort of art jam. We will be doing a, a Reinventing subscriber only uh, meetup, which will be fun. And we'll have like the greater Reinventing Community, everybody that uh, we know and love in Europe. We're very excited to get over there, you know, presuming that we can. Um, 
but so far it sounded like they were going to let people in vaccinated people into the EU over the summer. And this is November 12th to the 14th, the Brussels International Tattoo Convention. Um, let's see, save the dates for 2022, uh, July 8th to the 10th, the Rock River Tattoo Art Expo is going to be happening in Rockford, Illinois. It's tattooartexpo.com. Uh, guy will be heading up a reinventing track. So there'll be, there's a full on, um, I didn't go to college, or but they had, or I went a little bit, not enough to know the names. Um, theater hall, I don't know. It's like one of those fancy places, like a theater hall where you, uh, uh, the teacher is in the front and, it, and it's like the, uh, anyways, it's going to fit like 80 people. Uh, the reinventing track is going to be awesome and designed for education. There'll be booths. One of the uh, walls of the tattoo rooms is all windows out on the river. Cliff Breakers, it's like on the cliff. It's pretty awesome. So that's uh, July 8th to the 10th, Tattoo Art Expo. If you go straight to that website, you'll be like, wow, Gabe's still a little bit behind on updating everything, but we're a little bit on Jack Rudy time. He, got, he gave us the new uh, date uh, graphics. We have them over to the designer. Now I'm airing out all of our processes on an intro. So uh, anyways, go to Tattoo Art Expo. Uh, by the time that you're watching the replay, you'll have all of the new information. It's going to be great. The third week of October in 2022, these are 2022 dates, we'll have the Paradise Tattoo Gathering again, the full-on show. It's going to be great. The 10-year anniversary show we never were able to have, we'll, we'll have next year. Okay. Uh, sponsors, real quick. Uh, rawpigments.co, I talked about them a little bit earlier. You can grab some samples by going to reinventingthetattoo.equinox and signing up and following the process. They are acrylic-free and vegan. They're not vegan-free. They are vegan and acrylic-free. That means they're not drying out after being in the bottles for a while. Uh, check out their story and their videos, rawpigments.co. Inkjet Stencils has been a great uh, supporter of the reinvented community. If you are, you can do out your uh, tattoo reference on your iPad or your computer in Photoshop and then print out your stencils from a eco uh, fillable tank, uh, an Epson tank and print out your stencils. It saves uh, you time, saves your wrists a little bit or your apprentice's wrists, saves you a little bit of dough. And if you are wondering what they're gonna look like or if they'll work, then you can send them uh, some pictures. They'll print them out there, maybe with a couple different styles so that you can see whether the system works for you. Uh, it will print out back pieces and sleeves. Uh, Andre Malcolm, uh, who's doing this uh, upcoming webinar, he's got a video where he prints out a full back piece. It's pretty cool. And uh, so that is inkjetstencils.com. Uh, and then, of course, tattooeducation.com, Guy Aitchison. Dot com guy uh, makes this happen and then tattoonow.com is where i get out my geek uh, if you are interested in a technology partner i actually have a little bit of time now that reinventing is kind of in a really good place so uh there we go Whew. uh it's not only an intro it's an intro and we talk about our sponsors uh we do let this run uninterrupted though so as i hop into the background and get out of the way then you won't hear from me again. Thank you very much, Haley, for making these happen. Um, okay. And welcome, Christina. Okay, so you could uh, take it away, Haley. Thanks, Gabe. Um, 
Christina Quinones Miller was raised in Camarillo, California. Growing up, she always felt a little out of place and searched for space with like with other like-minded artists. Christy started her apprenticeship at 18 and eventually made it to her dream city of San Francisco. She's going to share stories with us about making it to the city and being pregnant and starting her family as a tattoo artist. Hi, Christy. Hi. I am uh, nervous. Me too. Let's shake it out. Let's shake it out. <laughs> okay. I love seeing your face every time. What a great thing. Oh, thank you. How's your day been? It's been going good. My mom is currently watching Frankie. Shout out, mom. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Yeah. And now I'm here just doing my thing. Hell yeah. Where's uh, Danny Bear? Danny's at work. He gets off soon. Uh, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Well, you want to just dive right in? You want me to ask you really serious questions? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not that serious. We're just, no, I'm, I'm just try- gonna I'm just gonna it's ask just you me about and you your... hanging out We're just yeah hanging yeah out. yeah I wish we had like a board game or something <laughs> they could just I like don't. listen to us play sorry or I don't know I've never played sorry but I hate games <laughs> okay fair <laughs> enough all right well then this is better we're focused we're here no um okay so why did your parents originally move to Camarillo uh, so my parents moved, uh, to Camarillo to like every parent wants to give their kid a better life and, uh, a better schools and in their eyes coming to Camarillo. That was the best decision for us. And Where they, were they definitely, sacri- they were in Oxnard and, uh, both of them grew up like in like, my mom and dad, like, they grew up in the hood, basically, like, pretty, you know, they just wanted to, to, I don't know, my mom always talks about, yeah, we just wanted to give you guys a better life, and we just sacrificed a lot for you guys to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you like growing up there, then, in, in uh, Camarillo? I did. What is Camarillo I, like? I don't think I've been there. Is that where you live now? I guess I've been there once. Yes, it's super. It's a lot of people call it like retirement town. Like there's yeah. a lot of old old white people that live here, and it's yeah, that's basically how I would describe it. So it's like really fun when you're a teenager. Super like fun. Super a lot fun. of things to do. A lot of places to go. A lot of art. <laughs> uh, a lot of art. <laughs> oh yeah is it really like retirement like are there a bunch of old people there yes a lot a lot did you um, have homies like little kids hanging around that you're like hey come out and play or were they just like you played with the 70 year old man man. (laughs) (laughs) no luckily when I grew up on our street there was kids at the time I don't think there's any kids on the street that I live on now but um yeah, there was a lot of kids. Uh, I'm still like, she's one of my best friends, Chelsea. She grew up across the street from me. We hung out all the time. And yeah, that's basically how I would describe it. It's really sleepy. Like no artwork, no. You must have been so bored. <laughs> yeah, I hated it growing up, to be honest, if I'm just gonna let it slip out. I hated it. But <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, I live here now. I went to the city, lived there. And well, now, now you're back. retired. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I do uh, like it now. It's quiet. and. Okay. Know. But you also, let me, let me just, I'm just framing this in my head of like what little Christie's life was like back then. Um, you also went to a Catholic private school. Yes, I did. I went to Catholic school my whole life. I actually, when I was younger, um, I believe I started in second grade going to the school that I stayed at until eighth grade. Um, I, I feel like I, I really liked it. Uh, all the kids pretty much stayed there the whole time until eighth grade. And a lot of those same kids I went to high school with, uh, we all kind of just went over to another high school that was the private high school two cities over. And what I did like about going to that school was um, going to chapel one day a week and the stained glass because it's a really, really oh. old chapel. Yeah. And it's you're really good beautiful. at stained glass. You've been working with that. <laughs> I love, yeah, I loved all the colors and statues and just the old vibe of it it was always really beautiful to me is that where you found art yeah I always think of that still like it's I think that also when I moved to San Francisco living in an old Victorian was a dream because it remind they remind me of like old churches yeah yeah is that when did you um get like the hint of like oh I might like coloring a lot you know like Uh, I honestly like can't even remember because I feel like it was just always my theme like uh for example when I was a kid my mom would always try to get me dolls or Barbies and she tells me now even more because Frankie's the same way but Mm -hmm. she tried to give me dolls and I would ask her like what do I what do I do with these? Like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. But she always said when she got me markers or little kids art kits and stickers, I, that was my thing. And uh, I was always, yeah, I never liked dolls, like stuffed animals and animals I loved and drawing. Um, and Frankie's the same way, my daughter. Aww. Yeah. Frankie's such an angel. She um, is. So you were probably like, really like straight laced in Catholic school right you weren't bad at all no I uh I think you got you were one of the first people to get a tattoo in Catholic school <laughs> in Catholic school in high school yeah in high school I remember, yeah. yeah my friend Jen and I I remember she was the first one to get a tattoo I think out of like all the boys too and all the girls like she was the mm-hmm. first one and she came and picked me up and we had planned it out the day of the week we were going. I'm like, okay, I kind of want to get this. I drew it out. I wanted love and old English on the back of my neck. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember she came and picked me up and we were sitting at the bank. I went and got money out of the bank and she- I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it after all. And she's like, no, we're doing it. We're on our way. We're going to go. She didn't even like, let you back out. No, she did out. Never got the tattoo. So maybe I have her to thank for all of this. Yeah. I don't know. You're, I mean, mom's not happy, but. <laughs> no, but I went, got it done. 
uh, and I felt so cool after. I remember every day in high school, I wore my hair up in a high bun and we had to wear collared shirts and, you know, with the, the, I think we had to wear the, the high school sweatshirt with like the high school name on it. But anyways, I would always make sure to stretch my collar out in the back and like make sure it went back in the back. So when uh, I was writing at my desk, everyone could see it. <laughs> yes. I bet you took way more notes too. Oh no. It did. I was always like this, but I was so proud of it. I felt so cool. And we, she got hers in the same spot. So I felt like we were both, you know, killing it. Yeah, that's so cute. You guys were killing it. Um, what did she get? She got a uh, Chinese character. Yeah, that <laughs> she knows? has no idea. Who knows? What, yeah, yeah. But that was know. the time. That was, it was what everyone was it. getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, were you always drawing all the time and stuff? Always drawing. I was like, I was like, uh, I found a, a journal the other day in our garage because currently Danny and I moved into the house that I grew up in and my parents, uh, this is how they lured us in. They, after me and Danny got married, my parents purchased the house that's kitty corner to where we live. So I'm actually looking at my parents' house right now and I could see my mom's bedroom window from my bedroom, which is kind of- Oh weird. my God. <laughs> <laughs> tell they keep you close <laughs> she can see in our room she tells me she can't too I what know. and get blackout Fra- curtains <laughs> what do you do when frankie was a baby her crib was right here and she was like oh my god i can just look at i can just see my mm. baby right there and i'm like <laughs> yeah for relations relation wise i had to get curtains it was weird <laughs> so, for relations i know relations weird, right? mom your mom's like what hey Christy why'd you put up those curtains you're like mom I know and then it's like we're also in like my parents old bedroom when I was growing up and I was constantly you know hearing noises oh so they 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 bought the newer house oh wait ghosts are we talking ghosts right now don't talk about ghosts okay oh And ghosts, you know this house is full of ghosts. I know. I thought we were going there. I was like, no. Oh god, too many things. Too many yeah. things. So, oh yeah, my so god. So you're haunted by the previous sounds that were coming I'm out of the bedroom. By the previous sounds and the current sounds <laughs> in here. Oh my gosh. So, anyways, I can see my mom's room from here. That's where they live. It's awesome now that we have a daughter and literally i i have two with danny i've passed frankie over the wall when i was at my mom's house <gasps> that's to so cool danny. yeah it's pretty cool my dad even built a little platform to my mom walk she walks up steps and she can stand and, and see over what why she need to do that <laughs> we're, we're, very mom. we're very close <laughs> My mom's a spy. She's, she needs to be in the mix. So, so anyways. Cute. Yeah. What was the question again? I'm I don't know. I, I went off. I was I, really was interested about, in all of that. It was, I found, was a, I found a diary with, oh. in the garage the other day. Oh, about it, drawing. Like, oh my God. Yes. Okay. So I found a diary and previously I found old sketchbooks. Oh my god, I was such a sad girl. I feel like I am a sad. I mean, I feel like I am a sad girl at heart forever. Like I'm very sensitive. So you're sweet. I I was reading the journal and I'm like, oh my god, like I have so many emotions. 
and my drawings were like super dark this is funny now because I love color so much but super dark super like I was like a little goth girl at heart like all my drawings were goth girls like wearing big old black suits <laughs> and black leather everything it's hard to black. be a teenager your brain it's is so rewiring hard. itself you don't know what's going on nobody's gonna tell you they just tell you you're weird right now and an asshole yes. and you're just like and, oh the pain you and know? I feel like artists have it harder because we're more sensitive and we're a little bit weird <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was I like like I feel you on both of those, but I lean more towards the weird. Yeah. Thing. I worry That's about something that. that I embrace now. I embrace it yeah. now and I like it. I'm yeah. trying, but then I'm like, I'm gonna get so eccentric that people are gonna be like, I can't even talk to you. What's wrong with you? You know? And but your like, artist okay, pull it back, will. pull it back. Your artist yeah, that's will, fair. will go with you. We'll go okay, with you. great. <laughs> great. This is gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Okay, you're you're a sad little little uh, a goth girl with your sweet tattoos in oh high school. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, How'd your mom so react to you getting a tattoo? Hi, Christy's mom. I know you're watching. <laughs> she probably is. I bet. You're gonna see her head peek through the back. Hell yeah! <laughs> what? Well, I assume she'd watch your interview. She better. I be hope watching. so. She better be. She better so, be. uh, I still I will never forget it. We would have it would happen once in a while where we'd, you know, have a moment to sit down and really talk and talk about our lives. And there was this one day I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're like super vibing out right now. I'm like, she's being so cool. And <laughs> I feel like I could tell her anything right like, now, mom, you know, like, I love, yeah. You. Yeah. And I was like, mom, you know, I, it's, I got to tell you something. And right when I said it, her whole, the whole understanding mom totally wiped out and melted onto the floor. And she's like, what? She's like, what? And I'm like, like never mind, oh. never mind, never mind, never yeah. mind. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, never mind. No, no, no. Never mind. You know what? It's dumb. Forget it. Forget it. So, and she's like, no, you better tell me right now. Tell me right now. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then she was you know, getting pretty extreme. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I got a tattoo and she's like, where show it to me, show it to me. And I'm like, Oh God, no, no, it's not even big. It's really oh my God. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And she was like, show it to me. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I showed it to her. She storms down the hallway my sweet dad is sitting in his recliner <laughs> watching TV, not even knowing what's about to happen. My mom blows in, Larry, look what your daughter did to herself. Oh my God. And she's going off. And I'm just standing there like sweating and shaking and she's going off. And I'm like, oh my God, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? And my dad is just sitting there listening to her. And there was a moment I'll never forget. And I don't even know if he remembers, but he kind of like side-eyed looked at me and he was like just gave me a little grin and a nod and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, like any sense cool. of relief in that yeah. situation you're like and mom's like, gonna oh. kill me she's gonna <laughs> yeah. kill me he's like she's he's probably thinking like she already has enough coming from her mom's side like I'm gonna <laughs> give her some relief here yeah so that was cool that's awesome did your parents uh did they push for you to have like a certain type of career or anything um I don't know I think that uh 
I mean, I hate to say it, but I feel like if I was in their place, which I'm sure they probably thought this too, but they were like, shit, man, like, I don't know what's going to happen with her, you know, like <laughs> she gets, we're sending her to Catholic school. She's getting bad grades. She's like getting sent to the principal's office all the time. She, my mom was always threatening to send me to continuation school. Mm. And I was just always, you know, I was just like listening to punk telling her I wanted to go to public school (laughs) Catholic (laughs) high school anymore and um they were probably like dang like what is she gonna do like she's not getting good grades she's you know I don't know so was your brother Frankie in the same kind of situation yeah he was like he was like the clown like he was always the class clown he was going always getting into shenanigans too but I feel like he's a charmer so he was able to charm his way out of a lot of things (laughs) like even now he'll say like wiling out stuff when we're hanging out with my family but my parents just laugh it out laugh it off you know if I were to say half the stuff he says oh my god it would not turn out good (laughs) for me but he has the charm the comedic charm yeah yeah he ended up being a comedian so there's no yeah so he's good yeah Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's yeah, unexpected. So, you would never think that your kids, like, um, you take them to a private school and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I just want to, you know, make sure everything's good for them, good for them. And then they become, like, the tattoo artist and the comedian duo. I know. And, like, and now, man. I, yeah. And I Y'all didn't even her. need to go to school. I know. Okay. And my mom says <laughs> that now. She's like, we should have just sent you to public school. Like, you're like, I told you, mom. This yeah. shit was boring anyways. And now being a mom now, especially my whole world changed. And now I see like, oh my gosh, I was such an a-hole, you know, like I should have appreciated this. Yeah. And then you'll know. Yeah. Your little brains forming. Go easy on yourself, bud. Thank you. (laughs) I needed that. (laughs) Uh, So that tattoo that you got, that love tattoo, do you still have it? but um, I do. yes mm-hmm. um but was that the person who apprenticed you did you go back in there and say I love this love tattoo so much hook me up I want to do what you do no but you know what's crazy is OPS oh, I always think that people should never co- cover up their first tattoo no matter it's how shitty luck. it is yeah or yeah. Essie it is excuse my language no matter <laughs> it is you should never okay cover mom <laughs> just keep it there keep it there it's a memory you know I think just the first one maybe the the second one and on you can cover but not the first but what was the question I'm sorry is that the person who um apprenticed oh no but what's crazy is the person that did apprentice me Jose Alvazar he owns Chukmo Studio in Silver Strand he actually when I started working for him I told my brother And he's like, oh my gosh, like, did he used to work at blah, blah, blah shop? And when my brother was 18, my brother's seven years older than me. When my brother was 18, he went to the shop that he used to work at, got his first tattoo done by him. Damn. Isn't that crazy? And I ended up apprenticing under him. How'd you get that apprenticeship? I had started getting into getting tattooed. I remember I drew up a tattoo and took it into... um, uh his name was joe 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 romero r.i.p joe um he was recommended to me by another friend 
I went and sat in with him. I took in my drawing and then he saw that I drew that and we started talking about art and I'm like, yeah, I'm really into um, art and drawing. And since I got my first terrible grades (laughs) and I don't know. (laughs) And I'll I'll never be able to get any other job. (laughs) Please help me. So he heard me out and he was like, yeah, you know, I actually have a friend of mine in Oxnard and he uh, was working on A Street at the time, uh, Jose, and he had Chalkmo Studio there. And he's like, yeah, he's actually looking for an apprentice. You know, you should take him your portfolio of all your work and your sketchbooks and just go talk to him. And he gave me his phone number. I hit him up. Um... I went over there, talked to him, showed him my drawings, and I got an apprenticeship. And I remember coming home in this room that I'm in now, my parents' old bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, like this happened. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to start an apprenticeship. I'm going to be a tattooer. And they're, they're like, like, fuck. No. <laughs> Excuse my language, mom. Hell, no, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. I'm not bad at this not cussing no, thing. The, F, F, no. F, Sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, I told them, I'm like, yeah, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a tattoo artist. And I was all pumped on it. And immediately, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not Mm-mm. going and hanging out at a tattoo shop on A Street in Oxnard after, you know, until the wee hours of the night every day. No. And yep. I'm 18. I think I was, yeah, 18 at the time. And so you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if my daughter were to tell me that, I'd be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, Hell I don't know no. about that. You know, hanging out with a bunch of old dudes. No, me, I'm sorry, Jose, if you're listening, but. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah. But old dudes. A bunch of old dudes. Yeah, but old yeah. dudes till late at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Being like uh, some young, like 18 year old girl. That's young like, little kid. That's wild. Yeah. It was wild. I wouldn't I let think, my kid go. No, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, dang, that was pretty wild, you know? Like, I don't, yeah. So that's how it started. And I worked for Jose there for two months before the city bought out his building. And he came up to me and he's like, hey, dude, like the city bought my building out. I'm going to have to, you know, go start working for at my friend's shop. I don't know if he's going to take you. Like I have to talk to him first and I was crushed. I'm like, what the heck? I, I, I just started and I finally got this and it might be over already. And luckily the guy that owned that show shop, Leo, he told Jose, yeah, she can come too. And I went and started working at that shop for a while. And then I eventually went back with Jose. He opened up another shop in Silver Strand in Oxnard. So I worked were, with him. Were until... you good apprentice? No, uh, I mean, that's pretty, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was, there was one time when Jose was, cause I was, I was just, I mean, 20 years old, you're wiling out and looking at it now, I'm like, gosh, like, I mean, but I guess you have to do that to grow and learn and you learn from your mistakes. And I remember he's like, dude, you're, you're not doing good. Like, I got to let you go. And I'm like, what? No, no, I promise. And I was like, please, please, please. I'm going to. You, you know, were too wild for him. Better. You were too wild for the I tattoo shop in the I wee was hours. Too wild for him. Yeah. And because that's one thing like Jose, he he was the best. Like he still is the best. He always had my back super hard. He was always protecting me, always looking out for me, always, you know, 
teaching me multiple life lessons every day that I still use today. He was, he's a really good friend. That's a good mentor. Yeah, he was really good. I'm really thankful that I, I met him in my life. And so he, I think, I honestly think he knew that he wasn't really going to fire me, but he just he's needed to check scary. me super hard. Yeah. Yeah. He needed to, yeah. So I'm like, no, 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 I, and I, from then on, I was good. <laughs> After That's that, a I really good method. Yeah. Fire or be like, yeah. oh, I have to fire you. Well, yeah. okay. But what, <laughs> what would have happened if you would have been like, okay, I guess it wasn't working out. Oh no, shit I would have never done that. No, no, yeah, no, no, for no. Real? I wanted it too much, but I also was wilding a little bit at the time. <laughs> Um, so you do like, um, you kind of, your, your favorite is color, right? Like color realistic and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I honestly, like, that's kind of what I've slipped into Mm -hmm. and what I, I do love it, but I also really do love doing black and gray and, um, I'm planning on like kind of reinventing my style that I'm doing like now that I'm working on opening now that my new shop might be opening up soon um I Uh, oh yeah what are you calling your new shop I forgot sorry I'm like (laughs) sidetracked oh tender hearts that's what it is I was like oh that's so sweet yeah so now that that's happening I because when I was tattooed like when I was doing my apprenticeships uh or my apprenticeship excuse me uh at the shop it was always like black and gray like cholo style tattoos um uh religious tattoos um and Jose did a lot of uh Mayan artwork and because he's Mayan and -hmm. that's what he specialized in and um yeah, his, his shop, Chuck Mole Studio. I don't know if you know what a Chuck Mole is, but it's a, a statue where when they did uh, offerings, they would put the human heart on it. It's kind of like a little statue that looks like this Aww. and they would put the, the heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's cute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just cute. Just that's cute. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so then note. that's mostly, the, you said like mostly black and gray and stuff. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I always saw. And I guess I was the one that, always didn't do that so Mm -hmm. I would get the work where people wanted color or anything else like that and you know when you're an apprentice and just starting out you take whatever you oh yeah whatever you you get get. yeah how long did you work with those guys before um, you were like oh you know what I want to go to the big city six years and then I moved to San Francisco when I was 24 why'd you move to San Francisco um I was going to well my parents would always take my not always they took us there but took my brother and I to San Francisco when we were younger and my brother eventually moved there to go to college and I would go visit him and stay with him for a few days and I would just get so excited to see all the artwork and just 
the life there was just so much more exciting and different kinds of food and music and yeah, a lot more just, exciting than Camarina. Yeah, <laughs> nothing here. Yeah, nothing. So to me, when I went there, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And one day I'll be able to come here. There I felt like this is more what I can relate to. Like growing up here, I always felt like kind of a weirdo. And moving back here I feel kind of like a weirdo too yeah but yeah there I felt more uh um, like you fed in like you got a little home yeah 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 all yeah of more of the vibe that I was looking for yes yeah. and then I met all my other weirdos there the vibe was <laughs> drinking a lot <laughs> no. Again, never mind never mind bit, yeah <laughs> I mean I was there for that part we so, had uh, so much fun we had and a you lot of fun I think about that and I'm like gosh dang it we had a lot of fun god damn did we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was your first place like did your brother trick you oh my god ah! okay so like after living there for a while I'm like dang dude you could not I mean I don't know so I show up with the U-Haul. Some of my homegirls were with me to help me move my stuff in. And we roll up at night. We go into the place. It was like, it was Your in the- uh, found it? Yes. It was in the sunset. It was on 14th and Terrible. It was totally like old office buildings that they transformed into apartments. So the Weird. walls- yeah, it was weird. And the walls separating the apartment next to us was like a piece of paper. <laughs> what? Why did your brother think that was a good idea? He was like, hey, you want to move to San Francisco? Come on up. I'll get a place with you. I'll get us the worst place. It was crazy. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is, or OS. Like, this is just how I got a role moving here. And I don't know. So I, I just, you know was like all right this is cool I just want to be here that's all I care yeah. I just want to be here so we're durable I'm, it's we're gonna young. work it's gonna work yeah so uh but yeah the the wall was um uh, about a, a a piece of construction paper in between the, the apartment next to us <laughs> and we had to share we had to share like the electrical bill and the because uh, it was supposed to be one building you had to share it with so we all had, the people? we had to split like what? everything with the apartment next to us that's how crazy it was this sounds like a loft like an it, artist yeah loft. <laughs> Quote, so, <laughs> so it was not an artist loft i wish it was no like like just how they like put it together like uh with like friends of ours and stuff they're all like oh yeah i just built a room in there and then that's my room you know in my like, workspace mm, mm, mm. yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so we lived there for a while. And after a while, I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here. Like, there's nothing by there that was um, uh, Senores Pizza was the only place that was close to there on Terraville. And we would go to that spot sometimes. And luckily, the L train stopped right in front of our apartment. And I could take it into work. But the sun never, sh the sun was never shining there. And I'm like, Dang, there, I gotta were there find... windows? And this... there was windows. I picture but... you living in a cubicle. I because basically it's an lived old... in a cubicle. Yeah, yeah. this is an old it was like a... or older. Yeah, office yeah. building. I was in a cubicle, and I'm like, dude, I gotta find some sunshine. I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, but but shout out to my brother because 
he was planning on moving out of the city and I hit him up and like, Hey, I just transferred my school there. I was going to art school at the time for animation. I transferred my school there. My lease is almost up here. I'm, I'm just going to go. And right away he's like, what? He's like, I'm going to move like next month. And he'd lived there for like, I don't know, like 15 years or something. And in the cubicle? Like, cubicle? No, no, no. He lived, a, he lived in another spot, but okay. he's like, I'll find us a place and I'll stay here for you to show you around the city, show you what I know. And so that was really cool of him. So we got a spot together and he, you know, was my bud. So, yeah. So anyway, so I, I lived there. Then I moved to Guerrero. I found a studio apartment there. And all you, just you, just me. It was 200 square feet. Yes. (laughs) And it was in an old Victorian and I loved it. And I remember my first day when I got my keys, I laid down on the floor and I put my arms out and hugged the floor. And <laughs> I, I started crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is like what I always wanted. Like, I always wanted to live in San Francisco in an old Victorian by myself and to work at a tattoo shop. I mean, that's tattoo- huge. Yeah, I, that I was- just got my own studio to myself, you know? <laughs> and how good I mean, living feel? with lovers that whole time, right? Fucking great. They're going to have to pry my dead body out of here. I'm standing <laughs> here forever, you know? Yeah. That is a huge thing. It's incredible. Yeah, I felt like I fucking did or effing did it. And I was like just so pumped and then the shop that I was working at at the time was two blocks down so I just had to walk two blocks down to go to work it was great oh man that's great yeah Um, so then what you were like "Mm, how can I make this more complicated (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean you're like you know what I need to have a kid Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I jumped yeah. ahead, but, but still. I was like, oh, yeah, you did. You're like, oh, I made it. Everything's great. You know what I should do? Have a baby. Yeah. Let's make this a little harder. Yeah. Were oh, yeah. your parents super proud that um, you were making it in the city on your own and stuff? You know what? They were. And I felt that. And you know what? One memory I'll always remember they came to visit for Thanksgiving. And, uh, in my little 200 square feet. Okay. So my bed, everything was in the same room and my, my, uh, bathroom was like a little gnome bathroom. Like you had to like, kind of (laughs) like curl up a little bit when you went in and the shower was tiny. And like, sometimes when I went in there, I felt a little claustrophobic. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I hope to God that the door doesn't lock on me. Like what if I'm trapped in here? Oh God. Anyways, so uh, my parents came to visit for Thanksgiving. That was one thing we would always do when we were younger. They would take us to San Francisco for Thanksgiving. And we would always celebrate Thanksgiving in San Francisco every year up until recently when the fires happened, when like Frankie was like six months old and we we didn't go because of the fires. But um, anyway, so my mom is sitting on the corner of my bed. I got a table, a fold-out table that I found on the street corner 
like a week before I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be perfect for Thanksgiving dinner. So I had that as my table. My, uh, oven was like, a what's the, what's the kid's thing? The Susie, Susie homemaker. Yeah. Oven? yeah. So, uh, Q? God. You know, <laughs> I didn't have one. My so, sister had one easy bake. Easy, easy bake, bake oven. Easy bake. Okay. So it was like an easy bake oven, basically. It was like an old vintage looking tiny thing. <laughs> it was everything and was cooked with a light bulb. Basically. Yes, it had a light bulb in it. So my oh my god. Like, I remember we're like, is the turkey even gonna fit in? I don't eat turkey, but you know, for my family. So my mom's like trying to put the turkey in and it barely makes it. My dad's sitting on <laughs> um, my step stool. I had a little step ladder. He's sitting on that. My brother's sitting on a little step, another step stool that's probably like two inches off the floor. And I had one normal chair. So, yeah, we were all, it was so cute. I'll never You were like, it. I'm hosting. I'm, I thought, it, I'm like, I am killing it right now this year for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a beautiful, beautiful. That's day. a proud moment. Yeah, it was very. Family proud. does Thanksgiving in your mm-hmm. own place. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you always want to be a mom? I actually, you know, I I'm just gonna say. I mean, it's weird to say it now that I have this beautiful angel. Oh my god! I so did it, but beautiful. I didn't. Yes, I didn't. I always. And my mom would always say, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, my daughter's never going to have babies. But I was always very, very, very intense. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have kids. I'm going to work and travel and do art. And I'm going to, you know, just travel the world and do what I want and have a bunch of animals. Like my animals are going to be my kids. I'm going to rescue a bunch of animals. So yeah, that's what happened. And then I, you know, uh, uh, I, I stumble upon this precious bear beast of a man. And you mean a cherub, a, a cherub. He's <laughs> no, so sweet. Yeah. He's so sweet, so kind. And I had a long history of dating a bunch of a-holes. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. A-holes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Horrendous. Horrendous. God. Hate them. So just had a bad, you know, I was just not, you know, I should have went to therapy a long time ago. I was just <laughs> not in a good space. So horrendous. We should all be in therapy. Yes. Yes. So horrendous pass. And then he's just like glowing. He has rays behind him. He's so kind and sweet. And P.S. He was one of my brother's good buddies that he's known for a very long time. Brother hooking it up again. So Frankie Sr. (laughs) My brother coming through again. So I remember that took some time with him. But he did tell me, you know, he he's so cool he's so nice oh your brother wasn't down at first your brother was like don't you touch my sister in all honesty there was a a time where we were on vacation and Danny would get up and go to the restroom my brother would be telling him off because we told him we wanted to get married too and he went off and then my brother goes to the restroom he's like oh man he's like that's cool he's like you know if of any guy that I know Danny's the one he's so cool so nice so and I'm like why don't you tell that to his face yeah and so just giving him shit yes so the brotherly side was just I gotta be rough and tough on his a you know 
So, but he loved it. I mean, it's so cool, like hanging out with our family because my brother's just like really close with him. And yeah, so Danny. So was there like a pheromone or something? I don't know how it works where you like sniff a Danny and then you're like, oh, you know what I would like to do? It does smell good. Yeah. Is have his babies. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Something, something like the mind change. Yeah, yeah, something shifted, something shifted. So we we planned it out, though. And I do remember when we first started dating, things were hot from the beginning with us mm-hmm. because we just connected so intense. And he already knew my family, knew my brother. We were just like, it's like I could already trust him immediately because it was already he, in the family. It, it was all he was already in the mix. So we were just going in hot from the beginning. And after about, I want to even say a week, I would say even a week, we brought up the (laughs) topic of kids. And he was like, um, what did he say? I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to have kids. You know, I just want to live my life and do my thing and, you know, this and that. And he was devastated and what? i'm like what danny he, you can you can adopt a kid have you <laughs> it was his have your kid was, yeah he was just like what i'm like what's wrong what's up what's up and he's like i'm just trying to process what you just told me and i'm like oh my gosh are you serious like he's like yeah and you know later shortly i mean not even later down the road maybe like 2 weeks later we started talking about having kids and 2 months in we were engaged a so, year later so you were like well like you got used to the idea yeah it didn't take long cuz he's just so sweet <laughs> he just and then i'm like oh my god like i could have a mini you like they would halfway be you oh you were like so, gross in love you oh were like gosh. gross yeah, you were like i need sick. more of you how it can i make more of you it was sickening. <laughs> it was sickening That's so, cute. yeah so i'm like oh i can have a little half of you running around and uh, oh my god and then immediately i my mind changed and you're like we this were, love manifesting and running around and playing with crayons yeah and i can embrace it yeah so yeah two months later we're engaged a year later we're married and then my mom hits us with the oh yeah well we we purchased a home that's uh kitty corner backyard to our your house that you grew up in and you know we're if you guys want to you could rent it out from us and if you guys decide to move back and at that time we were kind of becoming homebodies in our apartment and we were like yeah you know what we kind of did everything we wanted to do we had made sure to travel a lot because we were like getting ready to have the baby yeah getting it all out getting it out and p.s side note if anyone's planning on having children travel as much as you can beforehand that's what everybody told me I took a survey yeah I took a survey of clients when they came in so yeah that's (laughs) my thing so we end up being like yeah like maybe we should just do it and so we planned on moving and it was probably like six six months down the road a little bit later so we move, we get here, and we were planning on trying to have a baby, like pretty, you know, soon after I got off birth control, I, you know, wanted to flush everything out, get healthier, you know, drink, <laughs> you know, get it together before. Yeah. And this is where the TMI comes in, but I'm just going to go. I'm ready for it. it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Give okay. me your TMI. 
So um, we planned on, we kind of were going back and forth. Should we start now? Should we do it now? Should we do it now? But you're never going to be ready. So I was just feeling the vibes. I was feeling the vibes. I just got (laughs) home from being in San Francisco for about a week. I flew up there to go work, came down. And I was home for, I think, like two days before I was going to fly back again for another week. And I got all dazzled out, razzle dazzled out. (laughs) And Danny came home. He took one look at me and knew what the scene was. And (laughs) I told him, I was like, let's do it. Let's just, let's make, let's have this baby. Let's make this baby. Oh my All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So I just, this is something, I don't really even have a problem saying it, you know, live on a podcast because it's something that I'm so proud of. And like, we were such planners and it happened with so much love and care. and Like it, that it God. happened that night, right? Yes. So it was just so important. Mm. And it's such a beautiful thing that I wanted. And I want to tell Frankie when she's old enough to understand, she's probably going to get grossed out. But. Yeah. She's going to be like, mom. <laughs> And you're so like, just, baby, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. And I remember. In and I was moment, all razzle dazzled out. I was razzle dazzled <laughs> out. And in that moment, we were like, I'm like, I love you so much. And he was like, I love you so much. And the moment happened. And I, I know it sounds crazy, but I knew I was going to get pregnant. And it, it worked out to where I was able to find out it was that night. Um, because when you find out you're pregnant, they basically tell they you like, down, right? Within yeah. the next like within like two days of when you got pregnant. Yeah. So it worked out because I had just got back from San Francisco. I was home for two days and then I flew out again. Yeah. So they told me the date. It was the 15th. I and the 15th was the day she was conceived. And I'm and it was like, on your calendar too. It's it like was must conceived moment. baby. Yeah. It was that moment. <laughs> How beautiful is that? Isn't that so beautiful? It's very sweet. And it's also scary to me. I know it's scary too. Yeah. I told him, like, <laughs> we have to be careful. We tried one time and. Yeah, absolutely. Happened. I'm glad yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Beautiful, but horrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry. <laughs> um. So how did you think about tattooing with um, like getting pregnant? And like, yeah, how do you adjust? How do you adjust to like, I don't know, that's nine months, right? That's nine months you have to yeah. be like kind of sick and like uh, everything's kind of feels weird and you're yeah. tattooing during that. Yeah, but luckily when I first got pregnant, um, I felt great. I had no more. I got sick. I think maybe one time I threw up where I don't know where I just felt like I had food poisoning and it was like throw up one time. I was it, which I feel very fortunate. Yeah. But other than that, I was like, oh, heck yeah. Like I loved being pregnant. And I know most moms are going to be like, oh, shut up. Why did you love it? (laughs) Because I just I well, for one thing, I didn't feel sick. I didn't go through any of the things that most moms unfortunately like have to go through and that sucks like you know but I I I just I felt like a a glowing golden egg 
And, and I, I felt like, oh shoot, like I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. I'm, I have a, a, a life inside of me, and I'm, I'm carrying this life around. And I felt I powerful. Honest, yeah, yeah. I've never felt more confident in my whole life than I did Aww. when I was pregnant. You're like, I and, know damn well I'm growing this baby. Yeah. And oh, everyone's so nice to you. Like people see that belly, that pregnant belly and doors are flying open for you. <laughs> Smiles left and right. Well, they Ladies. didn't know you had a good pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, they oh, think you're in miserable pain. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like oh, dancing around doing kicks and flips. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Aww. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so how long did you tattoo while you were pregnant? So I tattooed for, I want to say it was close to seven months, but it seemed, it, see, it's, it, I feel like it's crazier in my case. Cause when I was tattooing, I was flying. So I'd fly to San Francisco for sometimes a week, sometimes, you know, four days, some, usually it was four days that I would stay there and then I'd come back and I'd go one, one time a month. Usually it was twice a month. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Like I just made sure to drink a lot of water. The flight to San Francisco is so short. It's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And my doctor was always like, yeah, it's cool. Cause it's so short. And then it got closer to when I remember I was in an appointment and I was like, yeah, like six and a half months pregnant. And I'm like, when should I, when should I stop? Like, when should I stop? And she's like, oh, you should stop now. And I'm like, oh, I have shit. appointments next week. Like I have, I have, I'm flying there next week. And she was like, oh, shoot. She's like, well, she's like, it's only 50 minutes. You should be fine. She's like, but just make sure when you're taking off to slide all the way down (laughs) in your chair to the bottom till your back is basically on the butt part and pull your knees in up high. And I'm like, what? Why? And she's like, well, the G force or whatever, like the force when you're taking off will push the fetus down towards your pelvic area oh my god and I'm like what so is she gonna come flying is she gonna come flying out and she's like no but you know you should be good, but just <laughs> but you know that. hold it in you know like nothing <laughs> nothing's gonna happen don't worry don't worry but lay on your back whenever you take up and put your legs up oh my god that. that would scare me so much I'm not in first class I can't do that no so. no one can do that <laughs> So I remember too, when I was taking off, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I gotta, I was like testing it out. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this? And I remember the lady next to me, I didn't care though. I'm like, look, you know, I don't care if I look like a weirdo, like this is important. So I got slid down all the way. Like I had to extend my seatbelt as far as it could go, went down all the way, put my knees up. And I felt the lady side eyeing me like, what the heck is she doing? But I'm like, lady, I don't want this. I don't want my baby to blow out here on the plane. Ah! (laughs) So, um, but it worked. It's all good. I have a question because I think about this stuff for sure. Um, what what was like after you had the baby? Did you experience any physical or mental challenges? I and, like, did. Did, did your whole body change? How does your brain feel? I mean, it's crazy, and there's so many things that you know you read blogs you take the classes and everything ahead of time but there were so many like basic things I'm like why didn't anybody tell me this like okay so afterwards 
I breastfed Frankie and I, I had a really hard time with it. I remember I, I couldn't produce enough milk for her and I tried everything. I, I had a, a nurse came and she checked up on us. Like, I want to say it was once a week. No, it, it might've been once a week. She would come in, she would show me how to, how to hold Frankie, how to do everything. And, um, she kind of tested how much milk I was producing. And there was a period of time when Frankie was little, where I would pump, I would use a breast pump and then I would breastfeed her. And then when I was done breastfeeding her, I would feed her the breast milk that I had pumped earlier. So I would do this all an hour, once an hour through the night too. I would get up through the night. And by the time I was done doing all this stuff, it would be like a half an hour. So I'd sleep for 30 minutes, get up, do this whole process again, sleep for 30 minutes, get up. So I was like insane. I was like, and that that problem of um, not producing enough milk and like, like it wasn't like working out. That's yeah. a problem that we just don't talk about, right? Like a lot of no. people have that problem. Yeah. And they're like, are you going to breastfeed or not? And they th- they act like it's your choice all the time. And it's like, yes. yeah, most people have such difficulties with like, yes. like it's not a, you know? Yeah. And no one ever told me that. And I thought it was going to be squirty milk everywhere. And that wasn't the case. And then so, were you like, does that put like a sense of shame in you? Like, like, oh, yes. I like I hear that. And I'm like, that's terrible we should probably talk about these things like it's yeah. it's normal if you can't produce enough milk to feed a whole baby every hour yeah and they're yeah they're constantly eating so and I remember feeling like just like at my most I felt so alone so like helpless and and not a good mom and I was like trying my hardest and it still was failing And that was like heartbreaking. And I'm looking down at her. I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I'm trying. I'm like doing everything that I can. I was trying to take supplements. I was eating certain foods, pounding water, like doing everything that anybody recommended to me and anything online. And one thing did work, work for me a little bit was there's this woman like in Riverside, shout out Riverside. (laughs) And she would make like uh, brownies and cookies and like supplements to help you to produce milk. And there was this thing called the emergency brownie. And I ordered them. And on the label, it even said, warning, do not eat two at a time. Because basically your breast would explode. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's incredible. But they were so good. They were delicious. Oh, and even no. being shipped and everything, oh, they were so moist. No. Yeah. You so ate two. Like, I did too. I had two the first round. I was like, ah, I'm having trouble. Oh, you know, it's going to be fine. God. It was awful. It was like someone poured cement inside of my chichis. Ooh. It was, and I'm not even kidding. Like literally you could knock on them and do more code the on them. Fuck? Yeah. And they just like needed to dispose of them. You got to express so them. You got to get, you got to get it oh out. So immediately I put the pumps on and it, it pr- made me produce the most milk I had ever produced the whole time. So I ordered those and I'm like eating these brownies, like trying to pump, but it's still like what I was pumping was like a little less than like normal. I feel like, or what? Yeah. 
So it was hard. But then finally I accepted, okay, I got to do, I'll do half. I'll do half formula, half this. And the nurse that came to see me always said, as long as she's getting a little bit of it, she's get you know, that's, that's it's fair. like the golden juice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It is the golden juice. Give it just yeah. a teaspoon. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> Did you know athletes and stuff like order it online? That's weird. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about yeah. that. Grow a baby. No, <laughs> they do what they want. But and if you can still produce it and make money off it, that sounds great. Can you yeah? yeah. I don't know. Um I mean, so mentally, I'm not on that. how'd you do after the baby? Mentally. Um, okay, so I had uh I definitely looking back at it now, I'm like, oh shoot, I had postpartum bad. Not like super bad like some of the stuff I read about but I was so down because you know you're just like trying to do your best and you know you're failing at certain things and then also just I I know like adjusting to being like a full-time tattooer to like being pregnant and then not being able to do it at all and having this new job it's like I do feel like people as lucky as us to do their dream jobs and what they love, it becomes who you are. So yeah. once I became a mom, I'm like, well, who am I? I'm not tattooing. <laughs> what am I doing? And that makes you know, sense. I'm, you have I'm, to ditch your I whole kid? identity just to, I mean, not just yeah. to, but to have this kid. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Oh, and you had to leave so. the city and hang out with suburb moms yes. where it's hard to make friends yes so how's those suburbs (laughs) well I luckily I still had um a couple of friends here in town that still lived in Camarillo and I was able to hang out with um but man it was kind of tough just because I mean even now I feel like kind of like a weirdo in the neighborhood um but I also like because you're tattooed fully and it's mostly white people yes like stuff with (laughs) white people but I have, I do make a huge effort on holidays. I do gift bags for the neighbors. Oh, you I do, do it cookies. all big. Sure. I do it all big for every na- uh, neighbor. So I feel like in the neighborhood, I'm killing it. And maybe on the outside, I'm, you know, feel a little bit more alone. <laughs> but I remember taking Frankie to like a couple of her first classes, like her little music not even the music classes, but like there was this little like a play area where kids could socialize. And I would take her when she was a baby. And twice it happened to me where I got there and sat down with Frankie and I like sat down next to a couple of moms and they got up and ditched. (laughs) Like they got up and and, like went to a different area. And I'm like, I'm nice. I swear. The hell are they scared of? What the fuck are they scared of? Weed out the bad ones. Yeah, seriously. I don't want to hang out with you guys anyways. (laughs) Yeah. And it it also seems like, okay, beyond that challenge, it seems hard as fuck to make new friends as a parent. Like, uh, whenever, like, I went with you to the baby music class, you're like, yeah, I'm going to make that girl my friend. I'm going to get her my oh number. My and God. I was like, this is a, as hard as dating. Shout, yeah. out, shout out, Jamie. I think yeah. she's listening right now. I think she's listening. You guys so dated. We, it went we, well. <laughs> yeah, we had our friend dates. And I, I remember even telling you this. And we talked about it, too. And we both had the same experience because it was just like, 
a bunch of like boring moms you know like boring untattooed like plain jane moms in the class and i'm like get out of here not to hate on that not to hate on that you know that's not but i'm like am i gonna be able to vibe with them you know basic we're talking yeah (laughs) i mean i didn't want to say it but yeah basic I mean, we're artists, weirdos, and we need to be fueled by other weirdos. I'm sorry. It's okay to be normal, but like, we're just weird. And like, that stimulates us. I, yeah, I feel you. You're good. You know, I need some weird. So I need some weird in there. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So I remember spotting her and I like hit up my like Danny and like, I was telling my mom, I'm like, dude, there's a tattooed mom in there and she's brown like me. And I feel like you know, we could be good friends. And I remember like <laughs> trying to chop up conversation with her. Ah, and trying to, It's like, like trying to flirt, but yeah. you're like really trying to be friends. You're like, but just trying to be friends. and I remember mentally preparing how I was going to like Aww. execute the plan that day. Like, okay, I like your gonna... shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like your shoes. I like your tattoo. And so you cute. feel like a little kid again. It's like scary, but it worked out. And now we're super good friends. And her daughter is now Frankie's bestie, her daughter, Luna. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to end you with uh, one question (gasps) and then we'll see if anybody wants to ask us any questions, ask you any questions. It's over already? Yeah. I was just getting cozy. I know, right? (laughs) We should just like, we not press record for the first like 15 minutes and then just. Yeah. So we get loose. Yeah. Um, uh, What are you going to do when Frankie comes to you and is like, mom, tap me up? Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is one that I. She's going to do it like at like 14, probably. She's going to be like, mom, give me a tattoo. You know, I want to tell her no. And no, no, no. she's going to get her friend to do it then. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm like, I am like, even though I'm like, oh, just wait till you're like 30. But no, I really no, 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 no. But I feel like all the tattoos that I got, like right when I was eighteen, you love your love. I do love my first tattoo. I will admit that I do love that one. But like a few of the ones after that, I was kind of just like wiling out a little bit, like kind of. I don't know. Like I feel like got carried away. You're just trying to fill up space. I was just trying to fill up space. Yeah. So um. I feel like I'm going to give her all the knowledge I have, everything that I know, just have deep conversations with her about what she wants to get and be able to tell her how it's going to age and everything like that. And also just, I feel like I have so many awesome friends that could tattoo her that I would totally trust. And what if she comes to you and is like, mom, I want love on the back of my neck with old English like that isn't that cute that'd yeah. be so cute I'll, I'll tell Frankie oh. whenever she gets older and she's like mom won't let me get a tattoo I'm gonna be like yo oh. try this one out <laughs> I, I actually would like I I might tell her like okay you can get your first one but it has to be matching with me uh, I know parents like that no let her come up with it on her own let her let her <laughs> let her let her scheme that because that's a good good angle and, that's uh, good ask uh, aunt Haley. i'll give her the angle but if you say it then it'll be like uncool but okay you know, i'll have you know. i'll have i'll have you I'll tell say her it. that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um does it are there any questions in the chat for christina okay and- let's see there's definitely a bunch of comments cool um, i'm gonna start from the beginning so about the gonna- relations <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Haley's mom says, uh, hey, y'all, from Hi, North mom. Carolina. Uh, Lee's beaming in from Ventura, California. Um, let's see. Lee says, you both look amazing. Uh, Maddie sends love uh, three hearts in a row. Uh, Haley's mom says, you waited until you were 25 to tell you about her first tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, that's true. Because it was, uh, ooh, I remember I had to go to prom and it was on my leg and I had to hide it because I've been tattooing since I was, uh, I started my apprenticeship at 16. So I couldn't tell oh, my shoot, mom right. whenever I got tattooed because, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were You were wild. <laughs> She, uh, she was laughing. She said it was too late to get upset. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Ko uh, Ko Koala, K-O-A-L-A, Koala, says, uh, Christy and Haley, what's it like to be such badasses and also perfect human beings? Oh, <laughs> so nice. It's, like, it's we great. We can't say anything to that. Come on. <laughs> I answer. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, Love you, uh, Jess. Okay, uh, Vic. Oh man, my pronunciation is horrible. Vic Tlempler, shoo. V i k t h e. Oh, Vic the Impaler. Jesus. Uh, uh, okay, Vicky uh, can confirm. Chill, do that, Danny. Uh, <laughs> Lee also says Danny's the best. Again, Danny's getting some. Uh, they like the baby chair of Danny. Oh, uh, he is bear beast. Uh, let's see some compliments for the wedding. Vic, uh, Vic the Impaler says, "Good ass wedding." Leah says, "The best wedding." Oh, uh, the Impaler says, uh, "Ultimately, the best experience I've ever had. So freaking pretty, so many flowers." Aww. Uh, let's see, yeah. and then lastly, Vic says, uh, "Your kid is so cute. Good genes, making good genes." Oh, it's a very cute kid. That is so it's sweet. Ridiculous. Um, well then, you can follow Christina at Christy Q Downspace Tattoos. Um, you can follow Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo at Reinventing the Tattoo on Instagram. And you can follow me at Haley Adams Tattoos and this interview series at Live in the Castro Tattoo. Also, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, nice uh, hanging out with you, Christina. I miss you. Oh my you. gosh, I miss you so much. This was Thanks so fun. I don't want it to end. I know. But we it can has just keep to. doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could just keep. No, okay. Yeah, we'll go. I gotta go pick up Frankie. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> over the wall. You have to get your yeah. mom to hand him over the wall. I gotta wait. Hand her over the wall. Uh, thank you, Gabe. Have a good thank night. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Now's the time to to wave, make the funny faces into the camera while I click the button.